I understand the twin effect is a product started by the Earth Intelligence Organization, I started, sitting across from Colton Hudson and Summer Paxton at the dining room of our quarters. Ace sat next to me, working on several Quan pads. She moved from one to the other to the last one and back again. How long have you two been studying this phenomenon? My terminal split from between work and Harley's hospital bed. She amazed doctors Weinhardt and Manning with the way she held on after the surgery. They were cautiously optimistic. The professors looked at each other, then revealed, three decades. I watched Harley sleep inside. I looked up at them and posed, in your research, what have you determined to be the main cause of the twin effect? Summer met my gaze and determined, there are many hypotheses, the parallel universe effect, the messing with the timelines issues W we recently saw in space base LVN's vicinity, the poisoning of the water supply on Earth and its colonies, or something sinister we haven't discovered yet. Which theory has the most promise from your evidence, I solicited, looking at one then the other several times. Harley woke and appeared to be screaming. Ashley tried to calm her to no avail. Just hold her, I wrote Ashley on my Quan pad. I watched her put her arms around the girl as Harley continued to hit the air for a few moments, then settled down. We disagree on that point, Colton revealed, gesturing to Summer. She believes a converging of timelines. I believe in the parallel universe theory. I folded my arms and leaned back in my chair. We are eliminating the poisoning of the water theory. Summer confessed, straightening her long, blonde ponytail, there is no evidence to support that theory. It would be impossible to poison every planet that is aligned with Earth. The number changes yearly. I know of this scientist who makes a pretty good case for it though, I maintained, running my fingers through my hair. Terence Shaw, Colton decided, looking at each of us in turn. He is such a crackerjack doctor. His theories are just that unproven theories. I tilted my head and studied him. You two have substantial proof then? That your theories are actually worth exploring. Research, yes. Substantial proof, the smoking gun, that this is the correct one, no, Summer answered, glancing down at the discs in front of her. How about you read our findings and then make a decision? I have. Backwards, forwards and in between. I had my scientists explain it to me, I said with grave deliberation, but my mind keeps wandering back to that spatial distortion we experienced last week. I wonder if, maybe, something is happening because we started exploring space. The phenomenon started happening when we began exploring space. Is that coincidental? Ace twisted her mouth and wagged her thumb at me. She agreed, how much do we really know about the effect we are having traveling in space? Maybe what we are doing is causing this to occur. I watched Nate relieve Ashley and sit by Harley's side. When the girl saw Nate, she started to scream. Ashley whispered something in his ear. He reached out and held Harley until she calmed. What was he doing there? Why did he sit with her? I didn't want him to do this if he was doing it just for me. Ace announced, Colonel, there are two calls for you. Johnny Remini and General Graham. Before I could reply, my comlet played hail to the chief. Then Ace added, Doctors Weinhardt and Manning have two urgent items they want to talk about. I'm going to take these in the master bedroom. The president, I advised Ace, standing, the general, the doctors, then Johnny. Tell everyone except the president I will call them back. You stay here and learn what you can about twin effect. Also hold all visitors and calls, including those on the dropper list. 
I caught her razor eyes before I excused myself and hurried down the hallway and ducked into the master bedroom as my comlet played the familiar song again. I sat on the couch and instead of pressing my thumb to the center of my communication device, I activated the terminal within the coffee table and connected to the president. When she came into view with her honey blonde hair and heart-shaped face, I greeted, Aunt Maddie, how can I help? How's our girl? she asked in her normally melodic voice. How was her surgery? I don't know. The doctors have let me and the rest of the family sit with her, but neither have updated me on her progress. Maybe that's what the doctors want to talk to me about. Hold on. I looked up and instructed, Chip, get me Drs. Manning and Weinhardt on the line. Tell them I am returning their call. Amanda's sweet voice came on the line, Colonel, do you want the good or the bad news first? Let's go with the bad, I decided, looking at Aunt Maddie. Judge Valentine is on suicide watch. She keeps trying to kill herself, Amanda revealed. I tilted my head and said with grave deliberation, I believe you, Amanda, but that is not typical for Judge Valentine. Usually she is full of herself, exalting herself in her thinking more than others. I want a complete workup done on her physically and mentally, and the good news? The good news is that Harley is on the mend. We had her alive on machines, temporary bionics, but it appears to be the stem cells we grew from her own cells that appears to be doing the trick. If she continues to improve, we can relocate her to your quarters day after tomorrow. Rumor is you will probably adopt her, seeing as no relations have stepped up to claim her. I don't know, I returned, looking over at Aunt Maddie. My husband is not too pleased with the idea. After a bit of chit-chat, we ended the communication, and I turned my attention back to Aunt Maddie. Then I heard Fireball's voice in the living area, let me see her. She has lost her ever-loving mind. Have you heard what she told Nate and her father? She is in a conference with the president, and then she has other people who are vying for her attention, Ace told him, so you are going to have to wait, but I think you ought to hear her side. Something has been deeply troubling her for the last few days. I have caught her deep in thought several times over the course of three days, and she is on the verge of tears every time. That is not typical colonel behavior. Something is upsetting her badly, and whatever it is, she needs me, and I am going to be in her corner. When did you align yourself with Jag? She told him she was willing to walk away from their marriage to care for that girl in the hospital, came his response. She wouldn't willingly do that, fireball, Ace countered, unless she felt she had to. You know that. Is it possible that she had a dream? that she feels compelled to help this child or maybe you do not have all the facts? She has been working on a hush-hush secret project with her mother and the president the last few months. Ace is pretty smart, observed Aunt Maddie, signing documents her assistant Teresa Avila handed her. I don't need to remind you what is at stake. People are after this child. People with known associations with the EO and GIO. We have no idea why, but we have to keep her safe. I know this is putting her in a tough spot. The tough spot is that I know, I confessed, feeling the tears whelming in my eyes, I'm supposed to make this child part of my family, but I feel like I'm going to have to sacrifice my marriage to do it. I know what Ben said. She looked and met my gaze. Ben? You had one of those dreams? I nodded, hugging myself. Ben said that I was supposed to do this, that he believed Nate would see the light, and if he didn't, Ben said Nate wasn't a man who deserves me. Exactly, but I understand why he would think something is wrong because we haven't let him in on what we know. You know why we decided to go it alone. I do, 
I agreed, then gazed at my hands before lifting my head. Mom has been visiting Torch because of you, hasn't she? She confirmed, holding my gaze, yes, and I will set everything straight when this is over, and I will let you in on it as soon as it is safe to do so. I nodded. Then I heard Mom calling for her. Then we exchanged a few more words before the screen went blank. I called up General Graham. Peek, are you okay? Bree is insisting on coming to see you. She is convinced you need her, the balding, distinguished man with rugged features and a prominent nose declared, scrutinizing me. You aren't okay, are you? What's going on? Is it Jag? She doesn't need to. It will be fine, but I think those damn injections are making me an emotional basket case. I don't like being emotional. No, something else is going on. I know you are on lockdown, but we'll be arriving tomorrow. You better let us in because the president seemed relieved when Bree wanted to come help you. Graham ran his hand over his head. He lowered his voice and decided, I'm your friend, Peek, and when I get there, you better let Bree and me help you. I will. Promise me you will hear my side before agreeing with Jag. He gave me a sidelong glance and wagged his thumb at me. Now I know there is something wrong. I will see you tomorrow. I leaned back against the couch and watched as the screen faded to black. What the hell was I doing? Was this worth ruining my marriage? Was it worth concerning my friends and family? Making everyone take sides because I couldn't tell them the whole story? Not yet. I knew what I had to do. I knew in my gut what I had to do. Only I felt so emotional about the decision, which only made me question my gut and dream more. Just then Ace broke my thoughts by saying, Johnny Remini is on the line. He has called ten times in the last few minutes. Put him through. I held my stomach, which now felt choppy as if I went on an afternoon of roller coaster rides with no brakes. I listened as Johnny filled me in on what he'd learned.